Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. And welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness here on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colacan District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au or via your uh, tuning app, Community Radio Plus app, any other digital device that picks up a radio signal and that's what you're listening to. Uh, how's it going, Max? Yeah, good. Pretty good? Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Anything uh, out of the ordinary? Just school. School, yeah. Yeah. Back into term three. Is the, term three is kind of the, the cruisy term, I always find. Have you got uh, anything major when it comes um, to a term three? I don't think so. Not really? Yeah. yeah. I, the, it's often that term that uh, there might be school camps. I know for us it's swimming and bike ed and all that sort of stuff in primary school, but... Uh, yeah, it's um, one of those those cruisy terms I find. Yeah, it's not, not as intense <laughs> with uh, heaps of things all happening at once. Yeah, You've got book week and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, we we're, we're on episode of the entire afternoon delight program, uh, which has been running for many many moons now. Um, goes all the way back to I believe twenty thirteen, if I uh, do my maths correctly. Oh, even earlier, 2011. There you go. <laughs> uh, we are on episode 499. <laughs> so next episode is going to be our 500th. I know if there's people that just listen to our podcast, it's not quite that old. Yeah. Because uh, we we've only been podcasting the last couple of years. So we've just hit 100 episodes on the podcast. But uh, there's 400 more episodes <laughs> of the show that have been around uh, since before then. So uh, next week uh, could be could be a big one, yeah. Well, we could just let it peter out into uh, <laughs> the quiet background, but no, five hundred episodes seems like uh, something we might do something super special with. And on the afternoon delight Facebook page, we are taking your ideas. So uh, if you've got any suggestions for uh, a theme or uh, what we should get up to to celebrate five hundred episodes, uh, do let us know. We would uh, love your input. Uh, as we do always with different themes and stuff like that. Um, we've had a couple of suggestions already on the, the Facebook page. One was Contact Diabetes Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, we could do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, let us know on the, the Afternoon Delight Facebook page uh, if you've got some suggestions for our 500th celebration. But for today, we're getting all biscuity with some afternoon snacks. And uh, as we do each week, we're going to find out what's new on the shelf this week. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 Righto, Max. What is new on the shelf this week? 
It's a new Kit Kat flavour. New Kit, okay, righto, yeah, Kit Kat's uh, very good at bringing out all sorts of random flavours. What have yep. we got this time? It's Milo. Oh, what? <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. That is the combination that uh, the world has been screaming out for. <laughs> <laughs> Kit Kat Milo. So how are they um, How are they combining Kit Kat and Milo? It says it's packed with it. Right, so the centre, perhaps. So uh, this is this is literally brand new to the the shelf. It's only been out less than a week. Uh, mm-hmm. This particular combo, and like Kit Kat, you know, they encourage you to take a break. Milo, it's not like <laughs> Mars helps you work, rest, and play, but they're yeah. uh, very much all about kind of that gives you energy <laughs> so it gives yeah. you energy to have a rest perhaps <laughs> uh so you've gone with the Kit Kat block yeah. version okay well let's find out uh what they're doing uh to the Kit Kat packaging looks like it, the top layer might be Milo crunch perhaps mm-hmm. uh, because when they flavor the Kit Kats, it's often that top layer. They they might put it in the cream or something like that through the wafer layers. So looking at the block, it looks like a normal Kit Kat when you snap it in half. You can see uh-huh. the wafer layers. It's a bit of a chocolate layer there. But then, yeah, right at the very top of the Kit Kat finger, uh-huh. what do we got there? It's a uh, Milo. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to work out if they were going to have it just in kind of Milo malted powder form or how mm-hmm. they were going to do it. Okay. Going for the crunch. You can taste the Milo. Mmm. I'm eating it upside down <laughs> <laughs> so that the Milo taste is on my tongue first. And it is a glorious combination of the that... You know, that smooth, melty Kit Kat chocolate. And even though there's no milk, it tastes <laughs> like a milky Milo. <laughs> yeah. How do you uh, how do you have your Milo? Are you a uh, one scoop, two scoop, half a bowl um, kind of person? Mum doesn't let us have too much. <laughs> but, yeah, about two scoops. Well, well played, Mum. <laughs> Some people put it in by the ladle full. Uh, warm Milo, cold Milo? If we've got enough milk, cold, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, normally warm. Yeah. Yeah. Because the cold one gives you that layer, thick layer of chocolate crunch is the only description yeah. I can come up with. Um, that is a really nice combination. Yeah. Like, it's subtle, but... A really good blend. Uh huh. Well done, Kit Kat. Well done, Milo. Uh, I'm predicting that it's two thumbs up from Max, but yeah. uh, I'll just <laughs> confirm. Max, what are you uh, ranking this? Yeah, two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is the new Milo Kit Kat bar. Um, apparently, it comes in all three forms the Kit Kat block, the Kit Kat fingers, and Kit Kat chunky. Kit Kat Chunky looks even more Milo-y in the, the, the outside packaging because it's got that uh, top block layer that's 
very packed full of Milo. But uh, there you go. Uh, that is the What's New This Week on Afternoon Delight. We've got some more chocolatey goodness coming your way as we explore the history of TV snacks. So uh, stick around here in Afternoon Delight. And uh, if you want to join in the conversation, text 0439 On Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to have a look at this week's topic, which is TV snacks. Max, what, uh, what do you think of when you think TV snacks? Uh, little biscuits covered in chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it in one. <laughs> that is exactly uh, what TV snacks are. These days they are an Arnott's biscuit, and uh, we can see at the top of the packaging there the, uh, yeah. the Arnott's parrot munching away. However, uh, they were originally a Guest's biscuit product. Now, have you heard of Guest's biscuits before? I don't think so, no. Their original range of things like the teddy bear biscuits, uh, ginger nuts, butternut snacks, the clicks, Arnott's have absorbed them these days, but they go back even older than the Arnott's Biscuit Company. (laughs) So Thomas Bibby Guest was making biscuits in Sydney uh, more than 20 years before the Arnott's factory opened up by uh, William Arnott at the Steam Biscuit Factory. Guest had arrived from England in 1852 and began making the biscuits in partnership with another baker named Barnes. Uh, in 1937, a report in the Age suggested that Victoria's wonderful progress drew his attention southward, and he undertook a three-and-a-half-month journey by bullock cart down to Melbourne and uh, brought his machinery with him. There, Guest and Barnes built a factory in William Street and began operation in 1856 under the names of Barnes, Guest and Co. Um, So the process for making the biscuits uh, allowed the two men and three boys to turn out as much as 12 men on the old system with their new biscuit-making factory. So uh, it was quite a a production line going. So along with the mixing machine, the breaking rollers and the cutting machine, uh, it was quite a revolutionary um, process and their travelling oven, as it was described, um, was an endless chain of perforated iron plates, 18 feet in length, which passed slowly through heated air. And the surface of the biscuits then would get baked as they went along this conveyor belt. So the oven was continually able to pump out biscuit after biscuit after biscuit, um, as opposed to the old process of putting trays of biscuits into the oven. So uh, this gave them the advantage over their rivals, Swallow and Ariel, where their um, machinery was still hand-powered. At that time, Guest's company was producing five tons of biscuits and fancy goods each week, which is quite a lot. In 1858, the name of the company was changed to TB Guest & Co., and then over the following decades, they expanded their product range, uh, especially into the fancy biscuits. <laughs> By 1885, there were many varieties. Um, they had more than 90 people employed at their factory. And uh, 
The business continued to grow. By 1897, they built another factory in North Melbourne, and then in 1898, Thomas bought out all the other family interests, and the company was incorporated under his name, TB Guest. He died in 1908, um, and his son took over the business. His name was also Thomas Bibby Guest, as, <laughs> as they did back in those days, naming their sons after themselves. So uh, they pumped out biscuits such as the uh, the Nice or the Nice biscuits, you know, with N-I-C-E stamped yeah. on it, uh, the Mari biscuits, the Maltex creams, Thin Captain's bourbon slice. They also made dog biscuits called Small Dog Bread. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was probably on the same production line. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want those dropping into your family assorted. I guess Biscuits remained a family-owned business until the 1960s, and they regularly introduced new products. Uh, the TV snacks were one of those. The Nutrivite corn crisp bread was their uh, innovation as well. And ultimately, the controversial Gollywog Biscuits, which I think we've spoken about on the show a couple of times under our, uh, I guess, uh, products that were not politically correct in this day and age. Um, the, the, they changed their name from Gollywogs to uh, all sorts of different things to try and get around the connotation of Gollywogs, but in the end, I don't think even the Scallywag biscuits what the, is what they turned them into. I don't think they're even in production anymore. But uh, in 1962, guests merged with Arnott's to become a new holding company called the Australian Biscuit Company. Then that merged with the Victorian manufacturer Brockhoff's and they acquired Swallow and Ariel in 1964 to try and stop the American Nabisco brand from coming in and um, taking over the Australian biscuit trade. The holding company became Arnott's Biscuits in 1966 and traded as Arnott Brockhoff Guest. It was listed as a public company in 1970, but a member of the Guest family sat on the board until 1992. The Guest name um, ultimately disappeared when the American company Campbell's Soup gained full control of Arnott's in 1997. So um, there you go. That is uh, a brief history of the Guest Biscuit Company. But uh, Arnott's these days are the producers of TV snacks. And um, they're thankfully back in Australian hands. Arnott's is the largest producer of biscuits and the second largest producer of snack foods in Australia. But uh, it's been a long journey, I guess, in the in the biscuit game. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't until July nine, uh, July twenty nineteen, that Campbell's agreed to sell Arnott's back to Australia. <laughs> so uh, there was a there was a time where there was technically no Australian biscuits that were Australian owned. They yeah. Were, they were American owned. But uh, Arnott's these days have so many different biscuit ranges out there that over the years they've just bought up different companies. So that's why TV Snacks are technically an Arnott's Biscuit now, but they started out as uh, the Melbourne manufacturer guests. And you're 100% correct. They do have uh, biscuits covered in chocolate. So we're going to uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be back to go head-to-head with some of the different varieties. We'll put the spotlight on uh, each of the different types of TV Snacks. And um, if you've got a favourite TV snack memory, let us know, 0439 329, or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. 
Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head here in the studio with some different TV snacks. Now, up on the Facebook page, I'm just posting a picture of one of the original guests' uh, TV snacks promotions. And we were just having a chat off air, Max, about uh, the fact that uh, over the years, as the biscuits have become Arnott's-based, the shapes of the TV snacks have remained relatively consistent <laughs> to the originals. However, uh, there are a few little changes. Changes, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it's to do with perhaps the uh, the way the the biscuits are made or the the cutter. It might have <laughs> been you know guests had specific <laughs> cookie cutter shapes. Um, but uh, yeah, let's have a. A bit of a taste of the originals, and uh, we've got. Uh, what have you got there? I got a star. I think this one is. Yep. And I'm not sure what this one is. Uh, oh, it looks kind of like a strawberry. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought that might have been that shape. I've got like a chef's hat and a cloud, perhaps. <laughs> Um, they're very odd shapes for the biscuit cutters. (laughs) I'm not sure, as I say, if they were originally, uh, they would have been a a metal cutter and that would give you the consistency of the, the shape. But we did notice on the original posting of the, um, the packaging that the star only had five points. The TV snacks these days, the star has six Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, that that shape that you've got that we think might be kind of fruit based. Could be a fish. Could be a <laughs> could be a strawberry. Uh, it, it's quite quite different to the original uh, cookie cutter shape of whatever the heck <laughs> that was meant to be. Uh, some piece of fruit that is maybe mango shaped. <laughs> it's or maybe it's a leaf actually. Oh yeah, could be. Could be a leaf. Yeah. So the the chocolate coating biscuit center, quite a nice crunch to it. Yeah, it's like a, a sh- butter shortbread center. Yeah, thin layer of chocolate around the edge. Mm-hmm. Comes out with a one star health rating, so um, not really something that should be on your daily <laughs> biscuit intake. Not that biscuits really should be your daily intake. They recommend four biscuits is uh, a serving size, uh, which means that a traditional TV snacks box will give you about eight and a half servings per pack. Mm-hmm. Um, now, oh, the chocolate's a bit melty if you're holding it in your hands too long. I'm assuming that if you're eating TV snacks, you're not really holding them in your hands for all that long. Yeah. Um, is it milk chocolate or dark chocolate on the outer layer? Milk, I think. It's quite cocoa-y. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm thinking it's a darker shade of milk chocolate, if there's such a thing. Yeah. 
but um, what's your, your general opinion of the flavour combination? The biscuit gives it the crunch, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. But then the chocolate gives it like the sugary taste. Sweetness. It's very similar to a chocolate-coated shortbread. Yeah. But um, a thinner biscuit, therefore it's... You you get the the taste of the biscuit and the um, and the chocolate working together quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's kind of your uh, traditional TV snack there. I don't know whether the as we say the the shapes have any particular story behind them, but uh, they have changed ever so slightly in the Arnott's version, except for this weird four pointed. <laughs> Or four, it's not even pointed. It's they're flat edges. I don't know what mathematical. It's almost like a, a fat plus sign, <laughs> like an addition yeah. sign. The the chef's hat and that one have stayed the same. The 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 fruit slash leaf slash fish <laughs> and the star have changed a little bit uh-huh. over the years. Um. So that's kind of your run-of-the-mill, the original, is it the best, we will soon find out. Because later down the line, TV Snacks uh, branched out into malt sticks. So these are kind of your, um, I guess, scotch finger. But they're about the size of your pinky. Uh-huh. And as opposed to being a shortbread centre, these are a malt biscuit and they're quite crumbly. Yeah. Still got that layer of chocolate on the outside. Uh-huh. Sadly, it's only 0.5 Hellstar rating, so uh, even worse for you than just the, the original TV snacks. Uh, they're made in Australia at the George Street um, Arnott's Biscuits. In New South Wales, what's the the difference in flavour you're getting between the malt stick and the original TV snack? You can definitely taste that it's a different biscuit, mm-hmm. and there's less chocolate. Oh, so. less chocolate! Oh, okay. Is that because it's a um, just a smaller thing? I think. Yeah. Well, you definitely get more in the pack. If we're going again by the serving size, they recommend eight biscuits of the malt sticks. So uh, technically you get double the amount, but when you look at the comparison between a malt stick and a TV snack, you're right. For surface area, <laughs> malt sticks about half, so that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. There's just over, or just under, I was going to say it's just over seven, but 7.8 servings per pack, so just under eight serves. In your malt stick pack. Um, comparing apples with apples, what's your thoughts? TV snack malt sticks or the original biscuit? I like the originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the malt sticks are nice, but there's just something about the the biscuit, I guess, of the TV snacks that uh, kind of keep you coming back. Yeah. It's quite a nostalgic hit for me. These were the, the special biscuits when uh, we were kids. They were the, <laughs> the treats that we would get occasionally. I don't remember Malt 6 being around um, when I was a kid. 
they would have been, but uh, there just wasn't the the biscuits in our house. These ones are definitely uh, a newer range. This is kind of more your era. The uh, the honeycomb chocolates. Now the other fun thing with the the TV snacks honeycomb chocolate ones. Uh, do you want to describe what they look like? They're um, nuts and crosses pieces. Yeah. <laughs> so you can play with your food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one side has a chocolate coating. The other side is plain, whereas the TV Snacks original and malt sticks are um, completely coated in chocolate. So the idea behind this is that you can play noughts and crosses <laughs> with your biscuits against somebody yeah, I guess you could turn them over so one half is chocolate, the other half is biscuit. You could play, I don't know, three player or something. Um, it's just below a two star rating in the health stars, despite the fact um, that it's coated in chocolate. So I think the fact that it's only half chocolate that probably yeah. raises the star <laughs> rating. And it should have a honeycomb taste. Is it honeycomb biscuit? I think it might be. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of the honey bear taste, yeah. It is crunchier too. It's a it looks to be a yeah, completely different recipe almost. Mm-hmm. It's a more condensed uh biscuit. Quite compact, whereas the the original that that shortbread look about them. Um you're right, these are very crunchy. This is almost the tiny teddy you know how they're really yeah. tightly packed flavours. Um, so that's kind of the TV snack range of biscuits. The ones I haven't got in the studio today because there are far too many of them is we, we've talked about them before in What's New, but TV snacks partnered up with Krispy Kreme. Yeah. And they haven't made donuts, <laughs> but they've made... Donut-inspired Krispy Kreme flavours. So the outside glazing of the biscuit um, gives them their their donut-inspired flavours. So they've got things like cookies and cream, strawberry sprinkles, um, what else have they got? Choc-iced, um, the original glazed Krispy Kreme. Have you got a particular favourite when it comes to, to those? I think... Just the re- original The original one. glazed ones, yeah. yeah. They, strangely, even though it is just icing sugar, <laughs> they do taste like their donut counterparts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also looked at the wafer bites previously that TV Snacks brought out and the choc malt that they had, a, a short run um, where they teamed up with the, uh, the dairy milk classics, the um, Dairy Farmers Association, and they put out milk bottle shaped TV snack <laughs> biscuits with a very chocolatey outer layer. And uh, if I remember correctly, they tasted amazing. <laughs> but uh, from the original malt sticks and honeycomb chocolate range, how are you ranking them, Max? Um, the original, then the honeycomb, then the malt sticks. And as I say, the uh, Krispy Kreme ones, they're a completely different league of their <laughs> own. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, good good stuff. Uh, We'll post those up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know if you've got a favourite TV snack memory or flavour and we'll be back with our sweetest tune right after this.
it's time on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune. Today we're looking at TV snacks. Now, uh, TV in its uh, natural form is uh, referred to as the idiot box, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Are you much of a TV watcher? Uh, not much, no. Yeah, I'm not really home enough to watch TV, to be honest. But uh, I do have a few favourite shows that, when they're out, I'll usually wait until they're finished and then binge watch them all in, in one go. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what school holidays are for <laughs> in my world. But uh, do you have a favourite TV show or two? Not really, no. Or a favourite style of shows that you watch? Um, I'm probably quiz shows and science fiction. Well, when like I'm a celebrity in that. Run. That sort of thing? Yeah. Yep. They're fun to watch. Kind of those... Um, Yes. What are they? Reality TV <laughs> programs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll often like uh Doctor Who fan. We uh in the early days of this show, we actually did a Doctor <laughs> Who episode of uh, Afternoon Delight. But um yeah, as TV's changed to things like the streaming services, um I found myself uh doing a few different shows on Netflix because you can watch them back to back to back to back. <laughs> But uh, the the show um, that has kind of um, inspired today's song is a, a tune from Dire Straits called Money for Nothing. And this was put out in the time where um, TV was becoming the, the in thing. Uh, there was MTV, which was music television. Uh, everything was becoming um, buy now, pay later sort of things. And the, the idea before this song is that uh, everyone wanted their 15 seconds of fame and you could, uh, I, I think the the idea behind the song is that um, everyone wanted to earn more money by doing less work and get famous real quick. So that kind of falls into that idea of what you were just talking about with uh, reality television. <laughs> yeah. You know, get your face on TV and you'll <laughs> make it big. So uh, this is this week's sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight. It is Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. You're listening to Afternoon Delight. That was our sweetest tune there on OCRFM. That was Money for Nothing. What do you think of that one, Max? Yeah, it was good. Bit of a story uh, behind that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was um, Dire Straits' most... Um, commercial release, I guess you'd call it. Um, the the idea behind the song was that they uh, uh, the story is told from two kind of working class guys um, looking out at the rest of the world going past with you know why am I working like this when uh, everyone else is making it big. Um, but uh, yeah, it peaked at number one for three weeks in the US Billboard Hot 100 back in 1985. And uh, it's. I remember the first time I heard this was uh, Weird Al Yankovic parodied it <laughs> as uh, um, it was still Money for Nothing, but he did the lyrics of the Beverly Hillbillies theme <laughs> and he recreated what was, for them, uh, quite a, an iconic and kind of space age uh, video clip which had all this computer animation in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks pretty uh, dodgy by today's standards <laughs> but uh, we'll take a quick break we'll be back with more afternoon delight right after this 
about cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Today we're going to be making our own TV snacks. We'll need one cup of desiccated coconut, one cup of raw cashews, two rounded tablespoons of honey, half a teaspoon of concentrated vanilla extract, pinch of salt, 30 grams of dark chocolate, Preheat your oven to 175 degrees Celsius. Line a tray with baking paper. Place the ingredients into your food processor and blend on at high speed until the mixture resembles a very fine sticky crumb. When you think it's ready, give it one more pulse. You don't need it. you don't want it to be crumbly. Press the mixture into two firm balls. Roll one ball between two sheets of baking paper. Cut into your desired shape and place onto the prepared tray. Repeat until all the mixture has been used. Bake for eight minutes, turning the tray halfway through cooking. Remove from the oven and allow to cool for 10 minutes before moving to a cool rack. Once the cookies are completely cool, drizzle with the melted chocolate, then enjoy. So not quite exactly the same as uh, TV snacks, but pretty dang close. Yeah. Yeah. And a simple enough recipe that you could uh, have a go at making yourself. Uh-huh. Hmm. So we'll pop a copy of that one up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page, and uh, people can have a go at making their very own TV snacks at home. Um, I'm assuming that the, like, I don't know whether it's true or not, but the TV snack name probably came from the fact that people would sit around the, the TV, nibbling away on these things. Yeah. Uh, we're almost out of show Uh, we've got one thing left to do and that is to open up this week's Kinder Surprise Time to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. What have we got in there? Off comes the foil. Oh, no. The Ooh. chocolate's gone everywhere. <laughs> I thought that was the puzzle pieces or something dropping out, but no, it is literally no. The, the chocolate smashing all over the joint. It's just the weather. It could it's be. dried the chocolate out too much. It's become uh, quite uh, hard and fast. Uh-huh. What have we got inside? It's a deer. Oh, cool, like a reindeer. Hey, yeah. now that works in perfectly, cross-promotion, <laughs> uh, because this afternoon we have the OCRFM Christmas in July Winter Warmer Community Dinner. I wonder if that is one of Santa's reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the, the names of uh, Santa's reindeer off the top of your head? No. 
Ah, oh, <laughs> how many do you think you could name? Ah, uh, if I started with Dasher, I know Rudolph. Yep, <laughs> and I think that's about it. Ah, oh, so Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, <laughs> Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. That's the the eight. Uh, of Santa's reindeer, who you never know might make a uh, an appearance this evening. So five thirty at the Colac neighbourhood house, and um, Santa is going to be there tonight. So you can uh, let him know if you've been naughty or nice, or maybe he'll let you know if you've been naughty or nice. And to uh, get into the festive spirit now that we can get back together and uh, enjoy each other's company, it's going to be an awesome evening of uh, food and merriment. So uh, if you want to come along, uh, doors open 5.30 with a shared community dinner. Um, I've been cooking up a storm this morning. <laughs> I was uh, I put out on my Facebook this morning, I was looking for ideas for the dessert side of stuff and some of the things that people are um, bringing along sound pretty awesome with pavlovas and sticky date pudding <laughs> and apple crumble and, yeah, yeah uh, very much a... a a, a big bookmark <laughs> for uh, any listener of Afternoon Delight who like their sweet treats. But, um, yeah, that's happening to today. And uh, encourage everyone to come along and enjoy uh, a great, great evening. And yeah. also help support OCRFM at the same time. The main point of the night is to, um, to get together and uh, enjoy the fact that we can be back in the same room. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, secondary would be that um, any proceeds from the evening help to support OCRFM Community Radio Station, which uh, is what you're listening to now and is a 100% volunteer-run organisation. Uh, fundraising's always high on the agenda. Uh-huh. And if you can't make it along tonight but want to support the radio station, you could um, jump on board and become a member. And it's only $20 a year to show your support that way. And... Uh, very much appreciated. But uh, that is the end of episode 499, Max. Uh-huh. We have uh, one more uh, for our 500th next time. Yeah. So I hope you can join us then. And as always, if you want to get in contact, jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and send through a message. But otherwise, catch you next time. Bye. Yeah. See ya. It's right while waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clear in the light of day Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight 